This is Guardy with Clear Life Combat. Today I get to talk to Trey and Cassie Herrera at Ground Dwellers BJJ in Cabo San Lucas. And we live down in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. I haven't had the chance to go down there before. I, what's it like there? It's beautiful. Today it's 70 degrees outside. I'm not sure how it's down there or up there, but beautiful days every day. Uh, no bad days down here, man. That's the that's the same. Mm -hmm. Bad days. It's stickers on all the cars. How long have y'all been there and what do y'all have going on uh, over there? We moved down to Cabo San Lucas in July of last year. Uh, we to open our own Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy. Um, it's been a dream of ours for a long time. We've both been in Jiu-Jitsu for a long time on the competition scene. And I coach uh, a lot of MMA fighters. So this was a transition in our life that a little over a year ago, we decided we were going to make. And then the, uh, the universe decided to test us as much as it possibly could before we moved down here in July. <laughs> and, then, and then we got here and it tested us a bunch more. But uh, we were able to get through a lot of that, just believing in what we believed in what we were doing. And uh, we opened up at the end of November. Our first actual class was November 30th. And we've been open since then. And our gym has attracted a, a plethora of high-level competitors that we did not know that lived here. There was no Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Cabo San Lucas or even the next two cities, San Jose and Toro Santos. Me and my wife had been traveling down here since 2017, often, especially after the pandemic hit, United dropped their flight costs tremendously. So we bought a whole bunch of tickets uh, during the beginning of the lockdown in April, I guess, of 2020. I put a bunch of money into buying a bunch of tickets and we traveled down here a lot because it was cheap. And when United said that we could change our flights for free, then it was super fun because we just came down in June, multiple times in July and August, September couple times in December through the new year into 2021, uh, came back down for Valentine's Day of last year. And that's when we were leaving. Uh, we decided we were going to do this. It was something we had talked about for a couple months. And then Valentine's Day weekend uh, was when the freeze came through a year ago. Mm -hmm. And we had to get back to Houston. We were scheduled to be here to Wednesday. And we flew out on Sunday uh, to get back to Houston. Because they were shutting down. They were shutting down the airport. And then February 16th. Uh, the universe started testing us with pipe bursts all through our house. Um, a lot, <laughs> a lot of shit. Yeah. A lot of stuff started to happen after that. Um, it was a lot that we had to endure. They ripped our house down to the studs, like 75% of our house. And unfortunately our insurance company did not talk to us for the next eight to 10 weeks. So we lived five people in a one bedroom half a bath while it was cold outside. It was cold inside, hot outside. We had four dogs, four chickens and a cat. So especially with the hotel problems there were because of the freeze, we weren't really going to get a hotel anyways. So it tested us. It, it really did. The house got repaired eventually, you know, inevitability, but by the beginning of June. So from February 16th, uh, pretty much the end of June, we had to endure. That's, I guess, the best way to put it. The amount of stress that puts on you you know, as a family and uh, as individuals. And so a very tough time. We learned how, learned how to remodel a house. Yes, yeah. we learned how to remodel a house quick. <laughs> we helped our general contractor when they finally got to working on the house. Uh, that was our plan on the flight back on February 14th was a list of things that we needed to fix on the house so we could sell it. Sell the house, sell the truck, sell the car, 
rehome the animals. And it was a list that we made. And then February 16th, the universe decided to add to that list. And, I was, um, was going to ask what happened to the animals, to the chickens and everything. Chickens, we rehomed with our daughter's best friend, our youngest daughters. We have four kids, 20, 18, 16, and 12. I found a really good home for our German shepherd, Sam. Um, the mom was looking for a German shepherd because she had just lost her German shepherd. So they took her and they're a really good family. They're a really good mix. My, my best the, friend took my Rottweiler, Max, my best friend. I've known this guy since we were like three. And our contractor's amazing plumber's wife. Uh, we had two Pomeranians that did not like anybody. anybody. They would bark at everybody, but for some reason they would not bark at the Palmer's wife. And she didn't speak very much English and they loved her. So uh, she, puppies would we, follow her around. we let her have the, uh, the she asked because she, she knew we were moving. That's why we were finally getting the house fixed. <laughs> her we're husband like, yeah. was not very happy. So the, the chickens and then like the, uh, the cat went to a good friend of mine um, who worked for a subcontractor that worked for the company that I was running. And I think that was a very the most difficult. That was a difficult one. Uh, we rescued all of the dogs were rescues and the cat was a rescue so much that this one saved it during uh, the flood, the September before the freeze. Uh, it was getting washed away in a gutter and it was Amazing. like three weeks old and it was clinging on, you know, to by that skin of its life and uh cassie and our daughter abigail heard it whining and climbed into the ditch while it's flooding and and pulled him out and uh, nursed him back to health he was in bad shape and they spent a lot of time nursing him back to health and so they were very connected with the cat but the cat went to a really good friend of mine uh, who loves cats and he lives in a dog family so they <laughs> go for him um but we've communicated with caleb lambert quite a bit and milo's doing great he's built some shelves along the walls in his house so the cat can navigate through the house. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Okay. So y'all are going to, y'all are having an opportunity to open up your gym, to open up your city and have people come in, I guess from anywhere and come train down there in Cabo San Lucas. Yes. When is that? And what does that look like? So we're going to have a BJJ getaway camp in June from June 6th through 10th. We're going to have a five night, six day stay. We've worked with a friend of ours owns a, the Bungalows Hotel, which is a really beautiful hotel. Which is a hotel we used during the pandemic mm -hmm. stay. <laughs> to stay in. So it's a beautiful, beautiful hotel. And it's a three-minute walk from the gym's location. Um, we're going to have 10 a.m. to noon training sessions, um, camp-style training sessions. We have eight people that have already uh, signed up. Uh, Bubba Bush, uh, second-degree black belt owns Brazos Valley Mixed Martial Arts. Is a really good friend of mine. Uh, I consider him one of my best friends. Known him for the past eight to ten years, training with him. Um, he's helped us a lot with just the flyer and putting the information together, how to present it properly, and, and to communicate it in order to get interest. Um, he's the first person to sign up for the camp as well. Um, we have two purple belts from Ground Dwellers in Houston um, that are coming. Mike No and Jackie Sim. They own Rollout Yoga in Spring, Texas. Uh, Jackie will be doing a BJJ style um, yoga sessions before the camp every morning. Um, camp goes 10 to noon. We're going to go over positional stuff. One day gi, next day no gi, gi and no gi. Cassie and I prefer to compete no gi. It's something that we just, I wrestled and then I did sambo. And so that's just with the blouse. And, and I enjoy doing sambo without the blouse. And then 
moved into jujitsu in 2007. Um, I didn't buy my first, well, actually, I didn't even buy my first gear. My first gear was bought for me by one of my close training partners, one of my best friends, Manny Pujols. He uh, bought me a gi about nine months into me training. No, six months in, because two months later, I got my blue belt. But uh, he buys me a gi, throws it at me one night and says, put this on. I'm tired of not being able to choke you. <laughs> That's when I learned how to get choked Certainly. in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And <laughs> Pujols has actually just did a... Um, at the grappling games. No, he oh. just did uh, with Choke Lab. He did oh, an instructional yeah, video okay. on some of the chokes that he likes to pull off. And it's, it was really good stuff. I mean, the guy's phenomenal. He just won grappling games for his um, first degree black belt. His black belt division, he got gold in. He's trying to compete in all the IBJJFs throughout the year to go to Worlds later this year. And this is the first year he's actually competed. So um, in our camp, we're offering uh manny's one of the people that's coming bubba's coming uh the purple belts that uh do t- instruct yoga and they own roll out yoga jackie said we might know they'll be doing that in the mornings we've teamed up so like i was saying earlier we attracted a lot of high level talent in this city that we didn't know existed because there was no jujitsu one of our top students I, I call him that he's actually becoming one of my closest friends down here uh his name's mateo lanadon He's a multi-time world champion, junior world champion. He's come in uh, second and third place five straight years in the world. He's competed on Fight to Win. He's a Fight to Win veteran like Cassie and I. He um, He's competed ADCC. He's competed Abu Dhabi. He's coached many years for American Top Team. His father runs a company, Cactus Tours, down here, and he moved down here in November to take over a general manager position. So... Me and Cassie just turned 40 and we have this 28 year old stud that shows up a month and a half ago. That's in phenomenal shape that, you know, has been grappling since he was a little kid. And uh, that was one of the fears when you open a gym and in a place where there's no jujitsu is that you're not going to have people at the quality level that could keep you sharp. And this guy beats the living crap out of me. And we have a really back and forth every one night. I feel like I do really well. The next night he, you know, I, get, I feel like I'm the, the nail and the day before I was the hammer. So it's really fun training with him. Uh, we have Abu Dhabi champion and um, Robert Arapi is a Albanian that moved into Canada as a refugee and has moved down to Cabo San Lucas as well. He is an Abu Dhabi champion, Canadian champion, U.S. Open champion. He showed up at our gym with purple belt, about 6'3", 260, walks into the gym. He's a massive human being. And um, we have some very skilled Athletes that showed up at our gym along with the, the white belts that you would assume we've we've garnered 21 students in the first two months, which is we feel is really well. Um, and we've got some high level talent working with us. Those guys are going to try to take that week off as well to be a part of the camp in the mornings. So we're going to have a plethora of very high level grapplers. I talked with uh, Jeremy Mahon yesterday, uh, owner of War Training Center, a good buddy of mine. We go way back, way back. Um, he's communicating with me yesterday that he's going to look at his June schedule. He'd like to make it out to, uh, he's going to be doing a similar camp in Belize later this year. So we're going to, if he's able to make ours, we're going to make his camp in Belize later this year to show the love. Um, that's one thing that we're, we're doing since the universe tested us a year ago is love and positivity and everything that we do is life stressful. It is, you know, the, even with the decisions we've made and where we live it, life is still stressful, but, you got to only good days. You just got to keep pushing through it. Um, so we've put together a package with the camp that we feel is amazing. So 
you're gonna we're gonna have a glass bottom boat tour of the uh, world famous Los Cabos Arch down here. And the arch is a big deal down here, what we consider the Land's End on the West Coast. We basically live on an island out here. It's massive uh, rock structure called the Arch. It's beautiful. We'll go out on a boat. Uh, you'll be able to see the fish and everything underneath the boat. We'll be able to sail around the arch, uh, see sea lions. The uh, boat director will give us, you know, a good history of sea lions and the Los Cabos Arch and the fish that are swimming underneath the boat. One day we're going to go out to Cactus Tours and have a group horseback or camelback and ATV excursion. Um, we're really excited about that one. Cassie and I were able to take our daughters Jan in January to go check that out. And it's a really, really fun place. It's right on the beach on the Pacific. It's beautiful where you're riding your ATVs and where you're riding the camels. Yes, Mateo showed up and he heard us talking about our oldest daughter's birthday. She turned 16 this year. And he's like, oh, why don't y'all just bring her out? I'm like, no, no, no. And he's like, no, on me. And he gave us the whole VIP treatment for <laughs> her birthday. Like he had two photographers following us around. They like they treated us very, they treated very, us very nice. And it was really it was nice. Very beautiful. Never um, ridden a camel before. That was, <laughs> it was really fun. Never ridden a camel on a beach right <laughs> up against the Pacific Ocean is, and then That's riding right. ATVs, uh, UTVs. Cassie drove one. I drove the other. I did my best to scare the shit out of her, to scare the crap out of our 18 year old <laughs> as we were driving through the beach. So, that's a lot of fun. And then we have a new student that came in a couple weeks ago. He owns Red Rum Sport Fishing in Cabo San Lucas. He is a former Army soldier from the Colleen uh, Austin area. Mm -hmm. We ran into eight to 10 years ago when I met Bubba Bush. We would go up to Colleen, Texas and train at a gym, American Fight Club. A bunch of really good guys trained out of there at the time. Um, uh, John, uh, what is his name? Travis Moore, who owns um, John's Temple or John's Gym. Or what? He owns a gym in Temple, Texas, and he's a high-level competitor right now, competing a lot in the West Coast. We were all blue belts and purple belts at the time, you know, beating up on each other, trying to figure things out. Some of the guys are MMA fighters like Bubba and um, the black belt, Jared Klontz, is someone that I really looked up to. Um, he's a very high-level competitor. So we run into Toby Nunn down here and um he's knows a lot of the same guys that we've known for the past decade and um he's he owns i think he said nine fishing boats now down here in a yacht and a bar called the porch at the, down in the marina area of the city and um he's offered to add in a deep sea fishing trip by his company um that he'll lead with our team he usually doesn't go out on the boats now because he has so many but he wants to be out there with us and, and show everybody a good time then we are we want everybody to take part of our in our night classes that week. Some of our students are going to be coming to the camp. We have a, a separate fee for the locals that are students at the gym that want to come to the camp because they don't need all the extra the excursions and the hotel stay. They they really don't need all that. They just want to yeah. be a part of being in the morning classes <clears throat> with a camp style, good work positional information and then the sparring and the positional breakdown and small detailed information that we're going to be discussing. So then the rest of the students that aren't going to partake in the morning class will be in the evening classes. And we're asking, you know, most of the people that come, if they can make the evening class at 6 p.m. Gi, 7 p.m. No Gi, we do that Monday through Thursday, every night, uh, Gi and No Gi training. And um, after the No Gi training at night, we're going to be hosting two dinners, one at restaurant 2210, which is 
our gym is on the fourth floor of a what's called a plaza down here, a strip center. And plaza Gave. Plaza Gave. We have a beautiful view of the city, of the sunrise. It's we can see a lot of the ocean. It's, it's a beautiful view from the gym. Um, on the second floor is Restaurant Twenty Two Ten. The owner of the plaza has a restaurant there. We'll be hosting a dinner there, and we will be hosting a dinner at another restaurant in John's Place near the marina. Uh, the owner of John's Place, her, his daughter trains at our gym, and um, he's a really nice guy. Uh, he has a great story in life, and uh, so we're going to be hosting a dinner at his restaurant as well to you know share the love. So the the whole camp is pretty much all inclusive, minus a few meals. We're going to get you transportation about forty five minute drive from the airport in San Jose to Cabo San Lucas. We have the hotel stay every morning at the hotel. They serve a beautiful pants made from scratch breakfast by Elsa, by a, a wonderful <laughs> Hispanic woman, uh, Elsa. Then you can come in and train, uh, do the yoga in the morning, hit the training 10 to noon. After that, we'll be doing the excursions, whether we're going to cactus tours, doing the glass bottom boat tour, go to the deep sea fishing tour. We'll be back at the gym by 6 p.m. for the gi class, hit the 7 p.m. no gi class, and then we're at dinner and two of those nights that week. So we're trying to cover as much as possible so you don't really have to venture out. But the hotel is located right close to the gym in a five-minute walk, less than five-minute walk or $2 Uber ride to Cabo San Lucas, the city. You can just roll out through into the city, all the restaurants, souvenir shops, nightclubs. Um, it's a plethora of great food in the city, plethora of places. Cassie and I have made friends with a lot of people, locals that own businesses down there and we can navigate in and out of the areas a lot quicker than most people and get you what you need to get or where you need to be quickly. And they'll be, they won't be charging you the regular tourist rates for things. And um, that's something that we're very proud of that we're that decent of human beings that a bunch of people like working with us. So it's what it's up to what they want to do in the evening, which is, you know, which is what we want, but we want to add them into the training sessions if they can. Um, and then the, the group dinners after that. So if somebody wants to find out more information or they want to book book it right now after hearing all this, uh, how can they do that? You can email us at grounddwellersbjjcsl at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook or Instagram uh, for Ground Dwellers Cabo San Lucas. Sometimes recently we've been people have been commenting in that Ground Dwellers in Spring, Texas about things, but we've been our Coach there, Eddie Avalar, and us have been able to catch a lot of that and his wife, Jackie, and divert the conversations where they need to be. Um, contact us through that. We have a full a detailed list of what the camp pr- provisions are and costs are. And, um, yeah, and then that's that's the easiest way for them to communicate to us about their uh, wanting to come to the camp. We've had a lot of good drop-ins since we've opened up. Um some people from Miami have come in, a brown belt. Michael's come in, um, Bryce Hefka in Missouri. Uh, he trains at a James Cross's gym. They've been asking for the information. One of our top students, a four-stripe white belt, Leo Jenkins, former Army Ranger, published author. He's from Arizona. He lives down here in Pescadero. Probably the greatest human being I've been able to be around the past seven, eight months of my life. And uh, he has a gym and Peoria, Arizona, and some friends in Denver where he used to own his CrossFit gyms at that have been communicating us uh, wanting to get in on the camp. So, yes. And y'all are going to be coming back pretty soon. I saw that you're scheduled to compete in a super fight for a, a black belt title with combat sports coverage. What do we have going on there? 
be taking on Roger. Um, I, I would butcher his last name. I'll just say Novarez, a big competitor, a guy that me and Cassie have watched come up as we were coming up the past 12 to 15 years and the local competition scene us traveling down to Corpus for tournaments or in Houston tournaments, Austin tournaments. Um, very good competitor, high level fighter. He's made it to the UFC. Some people might, Oh, well he, no, he made it to a, a level that a lot of people don't have the capability to make it to regardless of his record. And then um, I have a lot of respect for that man. He's a firefighter. So, I mean, he's a, he's an actual superhero. And um, I know he's a really good grappler. Um, not to say I don't feel like I'm a good grappler myself, but uh, this opportunity came about and me and Tom talked about it. And I wanted to, we both, part of our dream is open up Ground Dwellers Cabo San Lucas and get back on the competition scene. This is right now we're living every day in our dream. And so when the next part of the dream is to hear my name get announced, fighting at a Ground Dwellers Cabo San Lucas. And, and our team down here is excited for that as well. We're putting on a, a viewing party at the porch with Toby Nunn. We're at our gym. Uh, Toby has flow grappling. We have flow grappling. Team wants to get together and watch uh, their coach go in and, and do what he can do, do what I show our team that we can do. Win or learn, it's going to be a great experience hearing our name get um, – First time of being announced the way that we've been dreaming about. And um, I look forward to have a great match with Roger. I know he's going to bring it, and I'm going to do my best to do the things that I love to do in jiu-jitsu. And at the end, I hope to have a beer with him and laugh about it. And, and one of us is going to get the title. I, I don't plan on not coming back to Cabo San Lucas without it. I've already cleared a spot on our glass case uh, where we have our displays at. And um, our dream is to do, like, Bubba Bush does at Brazos Valley Mixed Martial Arts. All the titles go into the last display places, and that's where they live for the rest of their lives. And we're going to be trying to do that as much as we can. We have a local tournament coming up April 2nd down here as well that we've been able to help get function and started up. Uh, we're trying to build something down here we call Baja Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, we've been trying to network and build things down here, and, and this is a big one. A lot of guys from the city of La Paz, which is three hours away, uh, Romel Murray and his team at Katana that we've trained with for since we've been down here. He's a national champion wrestler down here. His son's a state champion wrestler and about to go into nationals at 16 years old. Uh, he's a phenomenal grappler. We've been putting some training sessions together with him, meeting at a they drive an hour, we drive an hour, we meet at town Toto Santos. I have Mateo Landonon beating on me every night that I can, and Robert Arapi and some of the other big guys that we have that really like pushing us. And so I feel very confident in my skill set. We'll see how it works out with Roger, but uh, definitely plan on bringing, wearing that title around my waist back through the airport on the airplane, fly down to Cabo and bring it to our gym and put it in a display case for our team to see that this is what we do. This is what we do. I mean, I quit a high paying job, six figures to come down here and, and do what I do, what we love to do, what we're extremely passionate about. And this is our first opportunity to show that, and it won't be our last, but every opportunity we're going to treat as the opportunity, and we're not going to look past any opportunity to the next one, and we're just going to keep going and build our credibility that way as being good human beings. Long term, what's your goals for ground, uh, ground dwellers over there in Cabo San Lucas? Long term. Uh, we're never leaving here. So long-term, eventually get its own, get our own building. The owner of our building has tried to work out a deal with us now already. 
he's trying to build a bigger building behind the building that we're in and kind of build out the first floor of that building to fit more of the needs that we'd want. That's an opportunity. And another opportunity is to buy land eventually when we build the, the um, student numbers up and have the right stuff together to, to make that move and build a building on that and have our own facility. I mean, that's definitely the dream. We're never, we sold everything we have in Texas. We, we, we have a 10 foot by five foot storage unit. That's probably half full of stuff that <laughs> every is, trip we come, every, we bring, I don't, um, we bring 12. anybody that follows me on Facebook has seen my stories where each of us are carrying two big suitcases and then each one of us has a carry on and a backpack because we've taken stuff in the store from the storage unit and packed it in the bags to bring back with us because it's cheaper to do that. We've made easier, but people laugh at us. As a family, we've made three, two trips back to Houston since we moved down here, one in September. And there's five. And then in December, uh, Anthony Cruz, Vaymount, Neo, Makasimu, uh, one of my top fighters, was getting married. And uh, that's where me and Tom bumped into each other and started talking about the competition scene coming up. Uh, I went down there in October for Neo's last pro flight that he had uh, at the Reed Arena in, in Call Station. And so every time we take as many check-ins that we can, we take, as, 20. take as 20 many, that last time. Yeah, take as many bags, throw as much stuff in there as we can. It's much cheaper to pay for the bags than it is to ship it down here and then bring it down here and, and set it up in our home. And um, when I go back, that's the plan too on this, this trip, take two big suitcases and get as much as we can in that and just dwindle that thing down as much as possible. Our plans are never, the only time we go back to the States is for, competitions whether it's us coaching or us competing i won't be there this time no it's just gonna Trey's be gonna go alone so i can keep the gym open yeah. so we don't have to close down the gym. Close the gym and we're either going to host the live streaming of the fight in the gym on a projector or toby has um said that there will be a viewing party at his uh bar, bar called the porch the porch in the marina yes because he has flow grappling. Yeah. Hey, it's pretty cool to see uh, Tom and everything that he's done with combat sports coverage and how it's yes. grown and that deal with flow. That's pretty neat, huh? That's yeah. really neat. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's really good to see good people make get get what they should in life, right? It, it's hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. And that's the, the motto we live by. One of the greatest things about our gym is I can leave to go compete and there's still a black belt there. There's only one female black belt in Mexico. Cassie makes number two. Um, we are one. We are two of four black belts in Baja, California, and actually five. We are we are two of five, and three of them train at our gym. One of them is a um, older gentleman who lives in San Jose, about thirty minutes away, that really doesn't teach much anymore. And one just had major back surgery and lives in the town of La Paz, three and a half hours north of here. So. It's unique. Some of our students tell us that have been training for a while to see two black belts in the same gym, to see two black belts sparring in the same gym. And the fact that we have three, we consider three high level competitors in the same gym, training with each other, teaching, breaking things down the way they do seems to fascinate um, everybody. At Ground Dollars in Houston, we've come up with a lot of people. So there's 20, 20 black belts at Ground Dollars in Houston. And we all pretty much came up together me and my best friend, Manny Pules, being the first white to black belts Eddie Avalar promoted, uh, we started about a month apart from each other. So the uniqueness in our situation is when I leave, 
she still can run classes. She's a very competent, high-level competitor, very good instructor, very good. She might doubt herself sometimes, but this this monster right here, as they call Baba Yega, is a very good instructor. She breaks things down very well for our students. Um, like it's right now, her and one of our blue belt students, Leonor, have a lot of time together working over uh, concepts. They're physically the same size, so them breaking down jujitsu like that, Leonor loves. And I love seeing Cassie in her element, doing what she loves to do, where we love to be with the people that we love. Cabo, Cabo is similar to the states where females weren't training in the very yeah. beginning stages. And that's kind of how it is down here. There's not a lot of females training. I think the highest female in Cabo is a blue belt. A blue belt. And it and Leonora gets a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with me until we find more ladies to train with us. But yeah, I enjoy teaching her very much. She's she's a very good blue belt. Yes, she's a very good blue belt. We actually, we have our first big promotion night coming up Monday night. Uh, that's a big deal for us. It's, you know, all gyms have promotion nights and, and kind of broadcast it so the team can all get together. So Monday night's going to be our first big promotion night. We have a couple of promotions we're going to be doing. Uh, a lot of stripes, people that have been signed up and training with us that we kind of like, well, maybe she's not just a blue belt. Maybe she's you know closer to a four-stripe blue belt. And we have some other blue belts that have no stripes that, man, we have one guy, Axel Portillo, that just – that guy gives me hell. He's an emergency room doctor. Down emergency here. room doctor down here. He's wow. a national champion, Taekwondo black belt in Mexico. He's been doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for 10 years or so, but off and on while he was going to college. And um, he's a very good competitor, uh, very good training partner. He definitely understands the mindset the competitors need. I can be rough on him. He's probably 150 pounds soaking wet, but he's extremely tough. And I'm very, like, technical. very technical and I can put a lot of pressure on him. And, um, and he does a very good job dealing with it or fighting back. Um, so we're the big deal. The whole team's excited. Everyone's bringing their, their significant others and their kids and things. And on Monday night, we're going to get to rolling and then by halfway through break it off and start handing out the promotions and, getting our first big team photo done and, and broadcasting that on our social medias on Instagram and Facebook, uh, just to see that our team's going to grow. I mean, our dream down here is we're planting a flag in Cabo San Lucas for Baja Jiu Jitsu. We're going to extend this network to La Paz and San Jose. There's a club in Toto Santos, Gary Randon runs an American guy from Reno, Nevada that comes and trains with us on Thursday mornings. Before we opened the gym, we would drive an hour, two or three times a week to teach at his gym. He's a brown belt, just got his brown belt last summer. Um, he would ask us to come teach. We'd come teach a bunch of room full of white belts, probably 10 guys, really good guys. Uh, well, one blue belt, Oscar Mancha, and um, really good room of guys, a lot of fun. Toto Santos is a beautiful city, real laid back. It reminds me of a country town in East Texas. They and, have a, and they also have a white belt, Ryan. Deeves, and his dad owns the Pescadero Surfing Camp on Pescadero, and he kind of has there. His dad kind of has the same story as us. He sold everything, sold everything, came down came here down and started here. with a few surfboards, and now it's this massive, massive thing. camp thing. When so. they lived out of a van for a while, Ryan was eight years old when they moved down here. <laughs> wow. he yeah, a van for a little while. Dad was building everything, and he's uh, a lawyer now. And he, he gives our daughters, us. he gives our daughters pep talks. Sorry. Our daughters are in. Uh, we got them in school down here and the instructions all in Spanish. Uh, fortunately, my daughters do not speak any Spanish when we moved down here. 
So it's been a big learning curve for them. Our 12 year old sees it as a, an opportunity in life of adversity. Our 16 year old might not see it the same way, but um, Ryan gives them good pep talks. Leo Jenkins does gives them good pep talks. Leo competed at the SBJJF in Dallas, Texas back in October. Cassie and I put a camp together for him for about a month. We just put guys together in Toto Santos and worked with him for a solid month. He double golded it. And on his Instagram and Facebook, he's got his gold medals and he's wearing his Ground Dollars Cabo San Lucas shirt. Um, so, Gary, the gym's called No Limits. It's a nice little room to train in. Gary's a great guy. Uh, he comes down on Thursday mornings to get some no gi work with us. And um, that's what our dream is. I got to go back to what we were talking about earlier because I, I brain farted for some reason. But our dream is to build something down here that didn't exist before for some reason. I mean, this is a very surf cultured place in Cabo and in San Jose. Um, everyone's laid back. And the, the common term down here is bienvenidos, you know, welcome home. Everybody treats each other great. Everyone's laid back, having a good time. Everyone's not trying to have a bad day. It's like being in a Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym. It's just a city of 80,000 people. So why jiu-jitsu didn't exist down here before? Don't know. Don't know if I should care. I just should know that the universe aligned us in this way, tested us if we really wanted to do this. And we just knew if we could endure that we would get there. And here we are. Yeah. So just a reminder, June 6th through the 10th is the BJJ Getaway in Cabo San Lucas put on by Trey and Cassie Herrera. If you want to get more information, feel free to reach out to them on social media and, and give, them a, give them a call and make it happen. Uh, guys, is there anything else y'all would like to share today? No, just reach out to us and, and we're going to be here. Oh, I'm putting a book together about the November 2020 to – Basically, when we opened the gym, Leo Jenkins, a published author, I had wrote some stuff during the fall, just kind of get it off my chest, some stuff that we had to endure. And he read some of it and said, why don't you put a book together? Said, I, I like to write, but don't you know, necessarily do that. And uh, he handed me a book called The Last Train Out of Denver that he wrote, and he autographed it for Cassie and I and said, really it's an amazing book about what he did. He sold everything. He owned and moved, uh, traveled the world and then moved down here. He has a lot of unique experiences in life. And um, he got me in contact with his publishing agent, Dr. Danger. And we met in January via Zoom. And I went over some of my stuff with her. And she told me by the summer, I need to have nine of 12 chapters. I'm supposed to have six of nine done by the end of March. And she wants nine of 12 by the summer. Um, Right now, loosely, the uh, name of the book is going to be Where the Sun Touches the Moon. And um, it's going to be about what we had to endure, what we went through to get here, because it was a lot. It was a lot. And we had to remind ourselves every day that this is where we were going to be. If we could just get through that, all that. So right now, I'm putting a book together for it, um, hoping to get it to the publishing by this summer. And and see where it takes off from there. Uh, Dr. Danger told me that <clears throat> someone out there needs to hear this story. Someone out there is going to do what we're doing, what we've done. I mean, we've carved our own path. You know, there's no playbook for this. We sold everything, moved to a different country because we believed in what we're doing and where we wanted to be. We wanted to do what we love, where we love with the people that we love to be around. And so it ain't been easy, but it's been worth it. And that's the book and going over yeah, November 2020 when I did my annual physical and I found out my heart was stiffening and my dad and my my Hispanic side of the family has had a lot of heart attacks. And the doctor told me I had five years or I was going to have a 
heart failure, that the walls of my heart were stiffening. And it was just a realization in life that maybe the direction I was going, I was successful in my professional life, but I wasn't happy in my personal life. And what I needed to do to make a change. I went from 292 a year ago. I weighed myself yesterday at 227. Um, back in December, I did a body scan where we in Houston and I was down to 15% body fat. So, you know, there's a lot that's changed in my life the past year. And most of it is the getting here and getting started. And um, if this isn't where I'm supposed to be, I, I don't know where it is. I should be then. So that's another thing coming. Uh, we're putting in the work to get that book written and go over all the trials and tribulations that universe threw at us to get to where we want it to be and how it basically told, you know, woke me up. You know, if you're going to do this and you think you're successful, well, in five years, you're going to die anyway. So what's the point? Wow. 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 Well, thank you for sharing. And I, I mean, I'm sure y'all are going to put that out on social media whenever there's yes. more information about that book and how you can get it. Yes, sir. It'll be everywhere. Awesome. So thank you all so much for joining. I appreciate you all today. Thank, thank you, you so very much, Gary. You have a good day.